You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. Welcome to the motherfucking podcast. Hey. I'm Aaron Howell. I'm Tony Lee. This is the official podcast of the Rock Combo. Motherfucking Ruckus from Denver, Colorado and Chicago, the Illinois. Rock quadrant. The Rock Quadrant. No, not Quadrant. That would be an area of a four area table. Yeah. That's what a are, quadrant would be. And, and we are one. one uh, we, we are a uh, quadtet. What do you call that? A quartet. A quartet. <laughs> I knew that. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, this is the official podcast of the Rock Combo Motherfucking Ruckus from Denver and Chicago, respectively. Um, we love having you on. Thanks yeah. for listening. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. A friend. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you. <laughs> All right. Next thing we're going to get into here. Yeah. Right First caller. First caller. Trent from New Jersey? Hey, Trent, thanks for calling. Yeah, I can't hear the other guy so well. Yeah, well, that's because he's a mealy mouth dipshit. Thanks for calling. Why <laughs> did you press the fake fucking button anyway? <laughs> the, the, the fake drop button? The fake drop button. <laughs> oh, dude, didn't you have an imagination when you were a child? Like, play like, you'd like sit in a chair with a, like, you'd sit in your grandpa's chair with, like, special controls on it and pretend like it's the control chair on a fucking spaceship or something like that. Yeah. I played spaceship so much when you I was a kid. still play spaceship. Yeah, I do play spaceship yeah. a lot. Uh, yeah, thanks so for welcome. listening. And thanks for listening with us now for, we're officially past a year. Yeah, man. Since this has been started. I wanted, the first episode was January 18th. Of 2018. I found that out today. So we have officially passed a year, and we're at 42, so that means we've missed 10 weeks total. 10 weeks out of the year we missed? Yeah, we missed 10 weeks out of the entire year. That is not too shabby. shabby. That's worth a... Uh, well, that's why we got here the trophy. Comes yeah. The, yeah, that's why we got the Here Comes the Dick Punch trophy. Yeah, our first piece of swag for... That's not even swag. Our, our first... Decorative well, piece for the office. Well, like if you watch like the Joe Rogan podcast, his desk is just covered with little trinkets that he has accumulated over the time. I've, I've listened to that a bunch, but I, I don't think I've ever. The, the only one that I've ever watched was a clip of Elon Musk on it smoking. He's so done weird. so many of them that you have to really be into the guest. Like I tend to to check out Joe Rogan. Just because I'm interested in the guests that he has. Absolutely. Like, yeah. If Joe Rogan did it by himself, I would never listen to it. Like, Neil deGrasse Tyson was a great episode. Elon, Elon Musk, Musk was, was a great episode. Jordan Peterson is always a great had, fucking uh, guest. He just had Mike Tyson on last week. Did he? I, I got to check I was that all out. I up and fucking listen to Mike Tyson. Although, from doing our own podcast, I realized that Joe Rogan spoke into the microphone kind of like this, the way I'm talking to it, to it right now. And I know that Mike, and I haven't seen the video, but I'm sure Mike Tyson's. Yeah, well, you know, the first time I did acid, I was 11 years old. <laughs> yeah, I was very young. You know, like, I, I, right. could, I could see him sitting way back. It's like, man, that guy, he doesn't get Well, but they, they keep their mics on a boom, 
Just and like they, they they have they have uh, the night. I don't know what the the model of the mic is, but they're they are more like pointed directly at them. They're more unidirectional. But like his voice straight was straight so, on. Yeah, his but the way it was recorded, you can hear that he is probably sitting way back here. Oh, and and that and that uh, Joe Rogan's just more used to doing it the right way. And if you had headphones on, you'd be able to hear the difference. Right. You know, it was actually a really good episode of the Joe Rogan was um, Billy Corgan. You should check out the Billy Corgan episode. Like, you should check out the Roseanne episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I like. I'd, all I'd, I'd be into it. You know what I what I like about the show is he gets this wide variety of people from all these different fields, and he will he will pretty much let anybody go on that show and say what their their worldview is, and he or what the you know basically like idea that they're trying to promote, and he'll sit there and talk through it and go, I can see the points on this, I disagree with you on that, and da 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 da, and it, and it makes for good listening, man. It's a yeah, good show. I, I like it. I mean, he looks like a sweaty toe, but I I do enjoy his show. <laughs> oh, he's a chode, but you you kind of want a pushy chode. To be a I don't host, think he's pushy at all? You don't think he's pushy? No, maybe not. Maybe pushy is not the right word. He is um, domineering. No, no, is that not it? What oh. word would you use? Uh, he sta- he's broy. He's oh yeah, 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 broy. He, he's just a stand your ground dude, like. But he he doesn't get on anybody else's case. I don't think not from listening anyway. I like it when he has uh, science personalities on. That's my oh, favorite that's, that's stuff. My one, yeah, is or, when he or, or when he's got like CIA people on there. And it's like CIA people are going on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, yeah, Joe Rogan's a shill. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, or, Joe Rogan's a honey shill. potter, man. Yeah. Or uh, or it's just cool. Like somebody somebody who worked or used to work for the FBI or CIA comes on to Joe Rogan. They're like. You know that guy's going to talk about something. Right. Because he's going on Joe Rogan, you know. Uh, I like when they had the stoned ape theory guy on. Did you ever hear that? When they were talking about uh, the possibility that humans evolved from fucking apes taking mushrooms. and I'm sure. Yeah, but have you ever tried DMT? <laughs> have you tried that shit? Have you tried that shit? Oh, oh my true? God. It's, it's so crazy, crazy dude. <gasps> dude, no. I was taking. Oh, dude. <laughs> The other one I listen to a lot is uh, Adam Carolla, and I think he's a garbage pe- piece of shit. Oh, he's, he's like, garbage. now what we need to do with these kids so bad. is, I do is they, <laughs> now I'm sorry that your school got shot up, but you don't, you, you're, you're not in any a position of authority yeah. to be uh, marching and discussing policy. Yeah. I liked him a lot better on Loveline, but he's talked on Loveline too. He does. He, no, no, Adam Carolla does say some like really like homesy, like like down down home working man perspective. It's Just like, like your like uncle going, your Uncle Dan, man. It, I mean, like it no, is like he, talking to your uncle. But sometimes, speak my language, man. Sometimes, every once in a while, Adam Carolla like squeezes a gem out. He d- he did a tour with. Uh, it wasn't Rush Limbaugh. It was uh, Dennis Prager. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did like some, some. He got shut down. He got shut down. Yeah. Do you know anything about that? Like why that happened? Why? Why? Why it got shut down? I heard him mention it I'm about sure a bunch of people protesting it. You know. Well, I mean, but at the same time, the reason why I do like listening to that guy is so he's a garbage person, but that side of the spectrum exists, so it's kind of nice to know. Yeah, it's important to note it. It's important to know what it is. Absolutely, I agree one hundred percent. Like I'll listen to him and. His his guests are like definitely like very yes men people, obviously, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I enjoy the topics that they go into. He's just got a shit opinion about it. 
I think I shouldn't say all the time either. Like so he's right, but he's got a real. Well, bad, he has very he has very hard line opinions about the things that he has opinions on. Yeah, and, and he's it's not like very educated opinions either. Yeah, but you you know what he represents a line of thought. Yeah. That belongs to a lot of people out there, yeah. and like you said, it's important to it's important to know that that perspective out is out there and exists, and it kind of gives you the boundaries of the electric fence to kind of go, ah, that that guy's a little too far out. I agree with some of what he says, but I'm not going to get that close to his edge. And, like, Absolutely. you have all these extremes on all these different sides, and they or kind of— people who just think just like you and just smile all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a retard, and know? just go, man, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, man, that's what I'm saying, man. This guy really speaks my language. <laughs> Cut from the same cloth, you know, dang old man. Man— this guy's really smart. They should they should make him president. <laughs> exactly. You know, like make Joe Rogan president. It's like, no, it's just because you guys are all bros and you you agree with everything he's saying, you know? I think that I think that's uh that's a funny um kind of like uh kinda kinda like uh, uh, uh I don't know what you would call it. I think that's a that's a fun um stereotypical human behavior or like kind of a, a funny cliche, I should say. That's what it is. It's a funny cliche of like the like if so-and-so says something and everyone goes, so-and-so for president. <laughs> it's like, whoa, hold on. Let, let's let's back it up here. Like like Bill Nye says something real smart, right? And they go, they go, Bill Nye for president. And you're like, well, hold on. He's a really great science guy. Like not even like he, he's not, uh, even, not even scientist. Scientist. Yeah, he's a great. He's science a great guy. science guy. Yeah, he's a great celebrity. You know, or or they you do know. that for stupid people too. I mean, oh, they do. Like, yeah, like Ted Nugent posts a meme, and then people say, "Ted Uncle Nugent Ted for Pre- president." Yeah. Uncle Ted for president, twenty twenty. It's like how about how about Uncle Ted for guitar? <laughs> how about Uncle Ted for <laughs> guitar? Uncle Ted on the Birdland and, and no microphone and no microphone. No microphone. In fact, what we could do is we could just get a no, sampler. The, microphone can only turn on while his guitar is playing. Okay. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, so if there's a signal coming from the guitar, it turns the microphone on. See, I think... So, uh, he, can, so he can still go, wow! See, that's wow, what I was going to wow. say. That's what I was going to say. Is, All right, is, baby, let me see what you got. No microphone. Just get a sampler of some of <laughs> Ted Nugent's best stage banter and just put it on a synth pad. Have somebody have somebody backstage just hitting synth pads and doing stuff like that, like, ow, all right, yeah, you ready? Are you ladies? Let's party, yeah. yeah like, especially now, he's not in a loincloth or sw- swinging from a no, vine. So no, now I mean, yeah, now he's just kind of boring and silly. Now, now he just seems like somebody's cranky uncle. I'd still watch him. Like he's literally Uncle Ted he now. He's definitely the Uncle Ted now. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty bad. Yeah, man. You got, you got, I don't know. Ted Nugent's different for me. Like I, I think he's a garbage person. And I can't really get behind a lot of things he says at all. But man, but I like I, his music. I love his guitar work. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I love his guitar work too. Well, that, that's the thing: is human beings are are multidimensional. Yeah, and we make these um, fundamental attribution errors of because because someone has said things or done things in moments of their life, those attributes necessarily are like. The entirety of what that being is like if somebody does something greedy or selfish or obnoxious, 
it's really easy to go, that person is greedy or that person is selfish or that person is obnoxious. It's like, no, they just maybe have tendencies in certain moments to do these certain things under these certain conditions, but they also have these positive qualities as well. As, as well. Someone can be, yeah. somebody can be, um, somebody can be rude, but can also be generous. You know, someone can be, um, somebody can be mean, but can also be charitable. You know what I mean? Like the, mean the, yet loving. Yeah. Mean yet loving. You know, there's all those, like people are, Multidimensional. We're doing like the that. band every day. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, speaking of which, speaking of multidimensional people, I got fired. <laughs> That's a good segue. Yeah. I got fired. And well, and this is this is where it comes from, is I'm having this, and I've talked to you about this a bit, is I'm having a little bit of a crisis because, well, I mean, first of all, you know, nobody wants to be out of a job, but, uh, you know, to, to, you know, I do a lot of things, as you know. I, I mean, I coach and I do band stuff and I work for the Nug Nation and I do, you know, and I trim weed and I do a lot of things. But I also bartend and work in the service industry. And I had this pretty, jer- uh, pretty cherry bartending and serving gig. That's at, why you got fired. Well, at, at, cherry bartending gigs just have Well, at, at the same time, it's very demanding, very, like, high stress, like, an intense environment. I could, you know, I could... Of course, I could criticize it all day long, but that's not the point I'm trying to make. I got fired, and the reasons that they gave were not untrue. You know, it's like a lot of times you get fired from a place and you go, that's fucking bullshit. That's not true. Da 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 da. Like the stuff that they brought up when they fired me was absolutely true. Not, well, I, I shouldn't even say absolutely true, it was primarily true. And I could see how it was seemingly true enough to exclude any other information that might be coming in. I think I've only been fired from one job in my whole life. You've only been fired from one job and in I your think, whole life? I think you know which job, which job I got fired with with you. And that wasn't even your fault. Uh, not even close. That's the only job you've been fired from, and that wasn't even your fault? I can't even think of it. You got I'm, try, fu- I'm trying to think of a job I got fired from. God, what does that say, Tony? I don't know. That's even worse. Listen, okay. Let me, dude, that was <laughs> I'm, just. I'm hard, that's why you tell me. That was like, just like a punch I, in the stomach, man. Because, and I'll tell you why. I've been fired a bunch of times. I know. Yeah. And the only one time I got fired. Generally was speaking, I've been fired for good reason. I have had falling outs with with places before that were not deserved, in my opinion. But you know, you got to take responsibility for your part. But like with this specific job. Um, I was fired basically because I was I was burnt out and being crotchety and kind of kind of doing typical bartender server stuff yeah, like saying yeah. like I'm fucking over this place man and uh, you know bitching just yeah, bitching just at bitching. work that's why that's why they all went to uh, what was the last job before that Monkey Barrel yeah 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 that's why they'd all go to Monkey Barrel to go bitch at the Monkey Barrel yeah that's how you got the job in the first place isn't it yeah well I was apparently I was bitching too much or to the wrong people and <laughs> I got it. that's it right there and I got a negative service review that said I was inattentive and so they're telling me these things, and I'm sitting there in the office, and I, I, I felt relief because it's, I mean, I needed the job for the money. There's things about it that I really liked. But. There's things about it that were a lot of fun. But, dude, it was, it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot of energy. And it I was remember a, seeing the place cards. Oh, dude. I mean, it just, like, murder on my back. Like, murder on my back. And, 
And, you know, I've been under a little bit of stress in some other ways, but but basically acting like acting like an ungrateful prick. <laughs> you got me thrown under the bus by a few people who that were over your shit, who were over my shit. Right. Well, and that's that will happen. And th- and this is why it's like a kick in the stomach is because the only job you have been fired from, like I've been fired from a bunch of jobs and you've only been fired from one job yeah. and you were fired from that job for being my friend. Well, and being friends with Iceman. The only place you've ever been fired from, <laughs> you were fired for being my friend. And, and Iceman, though. Fired for being my friend. You want to say that? And Iceman was fired for being my friend, too, I'm well, pretty th- sure. Did they think it was Iceman who did it? No, they thought it was me. They thought it was you? Yeah, they thought it was me. We, 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 sure, won't, name the sure. bu- we won't name the business, sure, yeah. but Tony and I used to work for this place... And one night, some money went missing. Now there was cameras all over the place, and it so wasn't me. well. And so my first instinct was, "Well, just check the cameras. If you check the cameras, you'll know it wasn't me." And it's like those cameras don't operate. There's those cameras aren't recording to anything. They're there for sure. They're there from the last bar that was here. Like we don't use those fucking things. And so they didn't even give me that reason. So because I was among the crew that night. And because at this time I was on an ankle monitor for a DUI that I had gotten that that summer, <laughs> and we still hang out after hours. <laughs> yeah, and I was I was on an ankle monitor. I was on house arrest at that time, but I was allowed to go to work. And because of that, how are you able to go to those speakeasy afterwards? Oh no, B- Tony. I got on that because of going to the speakeasy afterwards. Oh, we'll talk about that. Yeah, no, 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 no. We can talk about that. Like, <laughs> so before I got my shit together, this well, is many. We're not going to name places. No, this is many years ago. But um, people from Denver will remember a little after-hour spot that uh, let's just say it's an acronym for Ruin Our Night. Um, out here in Denver is an after-hour spot that we used to go hang out at. Um, and when Tony and I worked at the at the One Up, we went there, and. Um, and one night, I went home super late, and I got a DUI on my way home. All right, whatever. Shortly after that, I got my shit together, and it was it was a majorly catalytic event. It's another story for another day. But was that around the Super Bowl? No, no, no. That was okay. years later. Right, I'm sorry. Like, no, no, no. I, th- I mean, that that was even four years before that, dude. Like we worked at we right. we worked there. Place. Yeah, we worked at that place in 2011. Probably that about right. Yeah, 2011, because that's when we did the name change, too. So we were probably there from 2010, uh, in 2010, 2011, when they first opened up. And, um, and so I got in this trouble while we were working there, and I was, I was on house arrest, and I was allowed to go to work. And so when money went missing... I think that it was very easy to point at the guy with the to point at the guy with the fucking ankle monitor on. Now the truth is, I didn't take that money. I'll say that till the day I'm, I die. I'm, I didn't take that I money. I know I didn't take it. I'm like ninety nine percent. There's sure theories. That I didn't take it. You know, you're ninety nine percent sure I didn't take well, it's it because you're not me. Yeah. And then Ice Man gets another ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. No, I it, don't think he. Took that's it the thing. If they had, if they had. Oh wait a minute! I remember who took it. I'm not gonna say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but but the the fact of the matter is, anyway, is that I got fired. For that I got fired. Did they tell you why you got fired? Uh, they said I got fired f- for insubordination. Mm. They said I was insubordinate in that I 
um, was eating my shift meal in the kitchen when I was told not to, which is not true. Like, like, um, I was, it, 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 it's another story. Basically, they just like, they, just made a they needed a reason. They didn't give me a reason. They did, Yeah. They just said they're going a different direction. Yeah. I, I, I they woke me up. <laughs> I answered the phone. It was the old dude, you know? Yeah. 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 It's like, uh, your job has uh, been terminated as of, uh, immediately. Yeah. 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 I just like, oh, bummer. And I hung up the you, phone. you know what I, I said? I drinking whiskey that day. And then we had band practice, like in, in the house that we lived in. Yeah. And I just drank all that day. So, Fired yeah. up my day off, stealing boxes and shit. Well, and and here's here's the thing that that I'm that I'm that I'm wrestling with right now is I have I have always felt like I was misunderstood in a lot of cases back when I was a fuck up and I was really fucking up at jobs. I can understand that, sense, that. Yeah. but in the recent years, after getting my shit together, really doing a lot to improve myself, really doing a lot to to be a, a better member of society, doing better to like uh, contribute to the world and be be a, a, a responsible being and a positive force in in this life. Um, I've often felt misunderstood in circumstances where I've had jobs where I've been let go and it feels very personal or like left on my own terms and felt that there was like personal animosity after I left. And specifically with this job, like when from the sound of it, it sounded like multiple people had given information which damned me in the end. And there's a saying which I have said for many years, which is if one person is an asshole, maybe that person's an asshole. But if everyone's an asshole, maybe you're the asshole. And I'm really wondering, and this is this is applying across a bunch of different examples in my life, if I am still an asshole and have always been an asshole. Yeah. Yeah? No. I don't, I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm asking you I'm asking you as one of my closest friends. Like are yeah. you removed enough from it that you you can do you think give a, an objective opinion on that? No. Because it's it's um No, I I don't I don't see it like a a coworker who doesn't hang out with you all the time. Yeah. And and, and I only worked with you I think that one time. Yeah, and I can and I mean, I can be I can be, uh, oh, what's the word? I can be snarky. Snarky. I can be snarky. I can be short. You know what I mean? I can be short with people. Yeah. I can be, (laughs) yeah, you're not tall. Not very tall at all. I don't know, man. It's just, um, you know, I think about these things that happen and like, like when we parted ways with the one place, I struggled with that for a number of years because I knew I didn't do anything. And I felt like I was being mischaracterized. Mm. You know what I mean? But maybe I got over it pretty quick. Maybe though, I got fired. For but it. maybe they made those assumptions based on more than the fact that I was on an ankle monitor. Maybe oh, no, they just thought I was shysty. You oh, know what no. I mean? Maybe I maybe I have a fuck oh, face. Man. Like, maybe I have a fuck face. Man, you're fucking it up. You're fucking it up by thinking about this shit way too fucking Dude, much. I'm just telling you, it's come up a lot, and it it makes me, like, it's about personal responsibility. You know, I'm not sitting, I'm not sitting here across from you trying to just, like, beat up on myself. What I'm saying is that I'm really trying to examine and give 
personal responsibility, like like achieve empowerment through personal responsibility, through like looking at these situations. And we have another situation in the show that we're going to talk about that is related to this. Huh? You know what I mean? Like I've been thinking a lot lately and examining a lot lately how I have contributed to certain uh, nasty and ugly situations in my life that I have always kind of thought of other people as being the aggressors and the the perpetrators of. Does that make sense? I, I see what you're going at, but uh, I don't know. I just, you I, really I, don't give that much thought to it. No. Like you, you get out of a job, you're like, man, that sucks. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, unless, unless, and I've, I've never like sued a company that I worked for or anything like that, but uh, unless you're doing something like that or you had some loose ends to tie up with that company, whereas like you got hurt and you have to get some money for it or whatever, you know, whatever happens, unless that's the case, it's best to just move on forward. Right. We just drove by a place that you were working on when you, okay, so a year ago when we did this show, when we started this show, you were working for, Company. You were working for a company installing, uh, doing electrical installation, right? Yeah. And that was very short-lived. And we just drove by and we saw some of the work that you did hanging up inside this place that is now finished. Yeah. And did anything come up for you when you when we pulled up to that place and you looked over there and were taken back to remembering <laughs> when you worked for that company? Yeah, I remember going, oh, thank God. <laughs> they got they yeah. got stopped, you know. Yeah, yeah, because that, that 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 I site, envy you. That site wasn't so bad, but uh, it, it, I remember bringing up going. Uh, what I say? I showed up on a Saturday. They called me into work Saturday. Mm-hmm. Showed up, at, you know, go to bed early. Fucking, I'm there at like I think I was there at six thirty actually. Um, ready, ready to go, ready to work, and uh, nobody was there. And I was told on Friday, like at the end of the day, that I had to show up on Saturday. Real shitty, you know, mm-hmm. just to begin with. Then show up and nobody's there. And then when I asked to get compensated for it, they took about a week to tell me no. And I remember looking at it going, man, I'm glad I got out of that. Yeah. I, yeah that's, I, about, that's about the only thought that came up, and it lasted about two seconds. You know, I had, I had an opportunity fall through today. And it was with a place that I, that I interviewed with, and I even went and trained with, and stopped looking in order to, to work at this job. And it took them it, for the last few weeks, actually, man, for like almost a month, it's pretty much just been the runaround of text messages of like, hey, just so you know, we're not going to be able to get you as many hours as we thought. And hey, just so you know, I'm waiting to see if people are going to be going off the schedule. And I just want to be transparent with you and on and on and kind of all these different things. And then finally today, it just fell through. And it's like, I should, and Sarah, of course, has been like, I don't even know why you would want to work for a place that's going to run you around like that. Why don't you yeah, look for that, something else? You absolutely. know, absolutely. And she's right, you know, and and she's and absolutely, she's right. absolutely right. And so I look at this, and I look at, and I look at this place that I was just let go from, and I think that just the service industry in particular is a little flighty. A little, um, a little rough around the edges, and that is because of the high turnover rate associated with it and the 
intense nature of earning that much money in that short amount of time, <laughs> dealing with people's food, dealing with drink, dealing with, you know, tr- yeah, just everything that goes into it. It's it's kind of a nightmare business. And uh, and it's, it's kind space. of inherently dramatic. <laughs> it can, it can and be. And if people... That's not necessarily true either, though. And if you... Well, and if you piss people off, if you piss enough people off, it can flare up into like a... A thing where they want to shove you into the escape pod and shoot you into <laughs> fucking space. You know what I mean? They just want to go, ah, get off the ship. Yep. Like, yeah. pop that, the that, zit. That goes for any group of people, yeah. any company, whatever. But it's never fun being the zit. No. It's never fun being, but you've never been the zit. That was once, I guess. No, I, I don't know, man. You've never been the zit. I don't know. It's It's... I just, I just don't feel it that way. I, I, I look at it as in uh, something temporary, you know? You're just, like— just, just about all jobs that I do are temporary. You're like That's a it. beautiful butterfly tattoo <laughs> upon which a zit has formed, and then somehow the butterfly tattoo, the beautiful butterfly tattoo, gets damaged— when the zit becomes abscessed and has to be lanced and leaves a permanent scar in the middle of the butterfly tattoo. So it's coming soon. Well, I'm just saying, like, you have caught... <coughs> you you have never been fired for pissing people off. Like, you have, you have never been dismissed from a job for pissing people off. I usually leave before that. You, when, just, you just leave when you stop liking it? What, yeah, when I, when I stop... When, when, I start, when I start getting... Pissed about my job and like get real pissed about having to go. Oh yeah, just about every time. I'll but leave. but here's the thing, dude. The way I look at it, I, I was never just had a career. I've never worked for a company for a very long time. I just had a handful of bad moments that that sprung from some resentment, and I think that it might have been more useful for them to sit me down and give me a come to Jesus and say. Hey, we got this. We got this complaint. We've been hearing these things. Are you going to turn this around, or are we going to part ways? Right. Instead, it seemed like a very sudden decision, where they just had enough of my shit and were like, "Nope, get him the fuck out of here." See, that that's that's the kind of attitude I have when I go to quit. Like when it gets to that point, it's just like most times when I talk to a company or they're talking to me about some problems, like I don't think this is going to work out. Then mm-hmm. I just got it in my head. And you try to find a job the next day, and hopefully, hopefully you yeah. do something. And actually, most most of the times that I've quit jobs, I've also had the since I moved to Denver the first time, um, what oh nine or whatever it was, mm-hmm. I never had just one job. I always I, I figured out after that last job in Chicago that it was important to have to be, to be able to travel as with the band and do all this stuff and do everything that I had to do. It took it takes having three jobs at least. Mm-hmm. Because when you have that, nobody can tell you, um, nobody can tell you that you're fired. Right. I mean, they can, but it's like, oh, big fucking whoop. That's right. Third. I like the idea of having the uh, diversified income streams too. That's a good way to deal if with I can it. Just do it without working. So give me a call. Give me some financial advice. I'm ready for it. I got a good work ethic. I promise. <laughs> I, you know, the, the the main thing about this event, Tony, is it was very. Uh, it was very ironic in relationship to the other recent thing that has happened with us. Yeah. So um, 
In fact, let's let's uh, let's jump into that now. Let's let's get into the news because we've got we've got a big piece of news to drop on you guys. We're gonna take a two second break for you guys right now. Yeah, right now. Well, that break was in real time. Um, <laughs> top story. Shittiest break of all. On this uh, on this episode. That's what happens when y'all smoke, though. Uh, top story on this episode. Um, <laughs> as of this last week, I mean, it's been an ongoing process, but um, uh, Parker has parted ways with the band. And, um, you know, it's, man, talk about going your separate ways and, and like the feelings of like, you know, how did I contribute to this and on and on and on and on and all of that, you know, um, yeah, man, uh, Parker was with us for six years and, uh, it was just time for us to part ways, I guess. Um, we are going to be making an official announcement on social media soon. Um, this next show coming up at the Oriental Theater is going to be our first performance without Parker in six years. And, uh... Yeah, he's made it to every show. I didn't make it to every show. Well, and without Logan, because Logan's, Logan's still out of commission with Andy Burkoff filling in for him. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a very cool show, but, um... Just so nobody's blindsided when you show up to this, uh, uh, all six of you. When you show up to this show, well, that's just the six on iTunes. That doesn't even count the people who <laughs> get this off our website. And we'll see how it goes. And man. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna be good. Yeah, man. Um, listen, we're up. we're not we're not gonna discuss the details about this situation in any sort of public forum. Um, Parker has been a brother. And one of our best buds and someone we love and respect very much. Um, he's been with us a long time. We've traveled a lot of miles together. We've been through a lot together. And, um, and man, we're, it's, it's not going to be the same without him. But we wish him the best in uh, all, his, uh, all his endeavors going forward. And, um, yeah, man, like, like I said. Here's to you, Parker. Yeah, here's to you, buddy. We're uh, like I said, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk too much about this in any sort of public forum. Um, we're happy to answer people's <laughs> questions face to face, but we're um, yeah, we we'd like to keep this between the brothers, uh, at least for the time being. And uh, so yeah, once again, best of luck to Parker Clark Meehan. Thanks for a great six years, buddy. Um, best of luck to you. That's the top story. Yeah, that's the top story, and that's that's a big one. So the second story is, what am I going to do with my tone now? Yeah, so what? Fuck. So so one of the big things that, that we've also been talking about is we're— you guys got a harmony pedal? And you guys got an octopedal? Like we're, we're, as of right now, we are not— it, Dude, it's totally like a breakup, too, because it's like— It's like, yeah, I know, I just need a little time before I get out there and meet anybody else, you know, like— <laughs> Like we have no plans to um, to get another to get a, another guitar player. 
We're we're gonna focus on keeping it a four piece and Marshall half stack set up and just let Tony whack off. Fucking equalizer man, boost that signal, come on up, baby. Yeah, fucking badass. It's gonna be cool, man. Maybe I'll get myself a wha. Yeah, we're we're just gonna we're just gonna stick with the four piece lineup and um, yeah, man. (laughs) I I really don't know what else to say about it. Um, Let's stop talking about it. Yeah. What else is on the news? Let's see. There's a show. Well, the show coming up. <laughs> the show coming up on Saturday, January 26th at the Oriental Theater. This that's, is sort of our... Um, that's this Saturday. This is sort of our makeup show for all the folks who bought tickets to the Hank Von Hell show, and then he canceled, or he didn't cancel, he postponed until this summer um, because of some visa troubles uh, getting from Norway to America with the government, government shutdown. shutdown. So, Yeah. Um, so this is our way of kind of trying to do right by the people who bought tickets for that show. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, of course, this if you bought tickets for that show, it will get you into our show this weekend as well as the Hank Von Hell show this summer. Yeah. So all you need to do is show, th- show proof of purchase at the door and be able to get in. We uh, do expect to have the new comic printed by then. Yeah. Um, and we're planning to do... The patrons already got to see it. Yeah, yeah. The patrons, well, no, everybody's gotten to see it. It's out there. It's public. Ooh. It's uh, the PDF download is available on our website uh, at mfruckus.com slash F-L-O-G-T. Frontline's a good time. Frontline's a good times. Um, we are going to uh, have the printed version available for sale and signature uh, from 7 to 8 o'clock at the Oriental Theater on Saturday the 26th. Um, it'll be the four of us and then uh, Jake Fairley, the artist who who um, illustrated the comics. So we're all going to be there signing comics and handing Logan them out. Logan will be there. Logan right. will be there. Yeah, Logan will be there hanging out. Well, Logan might Logan might play some. Oh yeah, yeah. I, what I was thinking is because Logan Logan doesn't know how healed up he's going to be, so I figured Andy can play the stuff that he's learned, and then Logan can come out and do some more stuff. Cool. You know, so that'll be cool. Um, yeah, we do got to play a bit longer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Also, hey, if you never had tickets for the Hank Show in the first place, you can still come to the show. Tickets are ten bucks at the door or online at the Oriental Theater's website. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I'll have a good time. You know, the Oriental Theater is always a good time, you know. It's been fun jamming with Andy, too. Oh, man. It's Every been a time. lot of fun. He's a great bass Every player. Every time. Actually, um, Fudge is going to do the show. Man. Yeah, White Fudge is getting ready to exist again. Like, oh. White Fudge is going to have a show soon, so, um, man, keep an eye out for that. Also, the uh, the new album is going to go to Mix. Uh, I just talked to Brad today, and he said the album's going to go to mix here in uh, here soon. He's he's there's one record ahead of us, I think is what it is. He's finishing off one, and there's yeah. one ahead of us. Soon, soon. So yeah, um, that's it for the news. Let's well, see. When we first started the show, the news section was like the entire show. It would take up half that page. Yeah. And now. Well, it's because we've been pretty much working on the same thing for the like last year. Yeah, it's I like it's broken I, down I, to a handful of things. I have a, uh, a logbook for doing electrician work, you know. Right. And like usually, I and you, in the beginning of that notebook, you can see everything's written out, especially for each job. You know, everything's written out. Everything that I found, everything that I traced out, everything. Mm-hmm. And then it'll get to like I'm working there two or three days in a row, and it just makes the little ditto marks. It just <laughs> it gets whittled down to nothing. It's right. Like, and I should be I should be better at it than that, but I mean it's the same thing. It's just like continuing. 
Well, yeah, once, once it, so much of any project is getting everything initially started up, that's and the then after a while, it just becomes maintenance. Maintenance, exactly. That's, that's the biggest, hardest part of, of doing anything. We're supposed to get the um, starting it up. We're supposed to get the audio for the uh, the motion comic tomorrow morning. Alex oh, Tyler so sending that over ago. tomorrow morning. And dude, you know what I was thinking is we could just start recording the audio for the motion comics. Um, we can just record the voices here, send them to hey. Alex, and have him arrange them. You know what I mean? Does this sound good? Yeah. She's like tonight on Masterpiece Theater. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Hey, let's give a shout out to our sponsors real quick. Fine. Nice burp. Oh, I know. It's a McDonald's burp too. So it's just like Dr. Pepper and cheeseburger flavored sponge material, whatever it is. I had egg McMuffin, baby. Mmm, I love egg McMuffins. Uh, first of all, Matula Plumbing. Matula! Just Plains, Illinois. Shit rolls downhill. Don't be at the bottom. Your number two is our number one priority. Your shit is our bread and butter. Matula Plumbing, Angie's List winner. 2011. 2011 Super Service Award. Matula Plumbing, Des Plaines, Illinois. Uh, it's a great tagline. Yeah. Love it. Matula. See you at Ma- Wait. No. <laughs> meet no, you. Stop. Just Lou, meet Matt. Matula oh, Plumbing, Des Plaines, Illinois. Tell Jerry the, the boys sent you. you. Evergroup Studio, the greatest recording studio in the state, if not the country, if not the world, if not the universe, if not the multiverse. Evergroup Studio. Actually, in the multiverse, I guess there's multiple Evergroup Studios. There's mm-hmm. probably an infinite number of Evergroup Studios, and like one of them is Do you think this built is the from coolest one. Well, there's probably one that is just like this one, but built uh, out of cheese sandwiches. The best one's made of chocolate, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say cheese sandwiches, grilled cheese sandwiches. You even sound like a Ween fan describing it. According to the multiverse. um, Yeah, Evergrove Studio, solar-powered, state-of-the-art, multi-service audio and video studio located in the gorgeous Rocky Mountains uh, in Evergreen, Colorado. Man, Go see Brad and Jenny and the Ethans for your next project. And tell them the boys boys sent you. you. Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios, Denver, Colorado. Fully furnished uh, band practice rooms. That's where we rehearse every week. I got to tell you, it's so nice being able to sit at Larimer Lounge, have a couple drinks, and then just walk up, plug in, jam, flap our gums, tell jokes, cut farts, and walk out the door and uh, and drop our money down. Man, it's super convenient. Um, yeah, we'll be there later on. Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios. Flipside Music in Denver, Colorado. Um, forget the big box stores. Go only for the stuff that you want That's and none of the stuff pedal. you don't need. What? I'm going to go get my harmony pedal. Yeah, you there. should go get your harmony pedal or there. octave pedal or whatever. Something. Go talk to... Go talk to fucking Ike and see what what he recommends. He knows his stuff, man. I think we'll have to set that up. Yeah, pedals, amps, guitars, um, located in a very cool uh, block of businesses down there in South Tacoma, um, around the Keep Recording Studio um, and uh, uh, Blackout Screen Printing, where we get our T-shirts done. I think there's an embroidery shop there. And uh, there's some rehearsal spaces opening up as well, right? I'm not sure. Like, that whole area is just, this is full of great spots. Anyway, tell Ike the boys sent you. Yeah. 
Uh, meet you at Mutiny. This is a Mutiny Transmission. Mutiny Transmission is a media division of Mutiny Information Cafe located at 2 South Broadway in Denver, Colorado. Books, coffee, records, comic books, live entertainment, and uh, good people. Yeah. Meet you at Mutiny. And tell Jim and Matt the boys sent you. TheNugNation.com, Nug Nation Studios, where we uh, record this podcast here in Denver. If you haven't seen the Nug Nation yet, man, you need to get off your stupid fucking lazy ass and check it out. Pound for pound, the best homegrown comedy in years, in decades, in centuries, ever. Follow the adventures of the uh, the residents of Nugville, Colorado, USA, as they get into hilarious hijinks. Did I mention uh, they're made of weed? Yeah, they are. Like not like they smoke weed, or they're like they 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 like. I've, I've seen a couple of the Nugs smoke, or they're like puffs of. Like uh, Redman was smoking. Oh, Redman was smoking. I think yeah. Afterman was smoking. Yeah. Um, I do some of the voices on there. My favorite, of course, is Bong Burgundy. Make sure to check out some of the interviews. Uh, bon- Potty Talk with Bong Burgundy. You can see my interviews with uh, Red Man, Afro Man, uh, the Nappy Roots, who were just in town, and uh, Jaron Benton and uh, Scotty ATL. It's, a, it's cool, man. It's a very cool show. Super fun. TheNugNation.com. Check it out to see what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you don't even have to get off your lazy ass. No. It's on your phone. It's on your phone. Yeah. Download the app. Download and nuggify yourself. Whoa. Seriously, you can make a little nug avatar of yourself if you download the Nug Nation app. It's pretty funny. Um, the 32 brave, generous, beautiful, sweet, handsome souls that back us on patreon.com slash mfruckus. Uh, man, we could not do what we do if it weren't for you. We really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for supporting us yeah. and all the stuff that Thank we're up so to. It, yeah, man. It helps so fucking much to have... Patrons supporting us. We literally couldn't do half the stuff that we were able oh, to do right now hell no. without you guys. Hell no. No, that's how we're paying for the studio. That's how we're paying Jake. Um, that's how we're paying Jake Fairley, who's doing the comic book. That's how we're gonna pay this publicist we're about to hire. Like, guys, I can't I can't tell you. This is this is a game changer for us. We're able to do so much and it, we want you guys to have a piece of it. If you want a piece of this action, go to patreon.com slash mfruckus and uh, man, become a patron. It's a lot of fun. You get a lot of free shit. Well, not free, I guess, but you get a lot of shit. Um, you can go as little as $2, dude. Yeah, man. So, uh, one thing we were going to do this week is continue our three-part series on uh, the the, the storyline of the three major books of The Front Lines of Good Times. Mm-hmm. And last episode, I probably maybe gave away too much, right? Yeah, well, a little bit. Maybe a little too much. I mean, I think it's I think it's okay. Um, but on this one, I think I think you ought to tease a little. I bit mean, more. I just dude, I just tanked the franchise by giving away. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, okay. So so whereas the first book if you uh, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I'm I'm not going to do much of a recap. Last so week go on last week we <laughs> Last week on True Detective. Um, last week I gave the uh, basically the broad story points of the first volume of the Front Lines of Good Times series. Um, this week I'm going to talk about the second volume. Now I don't have the secondary title for it yet. Right. I need to come up with that. But this it's is called the Front Lines of Good Times. Something something like something the Lord something. Of Rings. Yeah. 
so so whereas the first volume is mostly about um the uh life in the the um it, it, life in the outlands like it's mostly about the struggle between the people who live in the outlands and the uh corrupt gangsters that kind of run things in the criminal element um the, on on like the tribalist level the um the second book is more about the struggle between the uh, the citizens of earth and uh, the citizens of the of the new world and the uh, the government that's in power. Okay. So it's more, it's less about fighting gangsters and more about an organized rebellion fighting against this this kind of fascist dictatorship that is that is the pulling the strings. So, uh, and and as we'll learn about in. Um, Book one. In, well, in book three, Whoa. As, as we'll learn about, about in volume three, it's uh, volume three is more about the next uh, higher logical level above that. Okay. So there's like, so it's basically like local, global, universal. Like it's, it's the, okay. the, the, the scale of everything gets bigger. The, um, the, the, the war of the, um, uh, the war for human freedom and the war for human survival, like, uh, just goes into greater abstraction as the different books go on. It, it goes on to bigger things. But in the second book, uh, the second volume, it's about the relationship between the people who are the outcasts and living in the outlands and the relationship between, like, People have been separated from their families with zero communication for decades. Like, because it's basically been, in this world, it's been 20 years since um, the cities were formed. Okay. So, so you had the great dying where two-thirds of the population die. Right. And then on top of that, you have people being, the, the remaining one-third of the population being split up. Right, right. So, so basically, so family the 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 great dying reaches its peak in 2020. Okay, we'll say the th- first volume takes place in the year 2040. So we are our age now, like in real life, uh-huh. basically 20 years in the future. Okay, so it's just like a little bit of a time shift. You really got to come up with this comic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to um, be too late by the time it gets 2040. I know, right? We get done and it's 2040 and people are like, that didn't happen. Can we just call it 20, like, 80? Can we know? just call it 20 something, yeah, just in case? Just, just just so that I don't. 20 something, like something if we're something, lucky. Something after I'm dead. Let's call it, let's just call it 2100 just to be safe. Yeah, I think I'll be dead by then. No, <laughs> no so uh, it's, it's supposed to be like 20 years have passed since, like, so people are starting to adjust to the new way that the world is, right? Gotcha. But it's been 20 years, so the problems um, in this, like, destabilized society are the cracks are really starting to show and everything's about to fall apart because you know this is just like basically order that was imposed on on a system on a world that was just going into complete chaos so so like 
the seams have been taped and Elmered glued together, but they're starting to slide and fall apart and things are starting to break out. So it's really about the story of those who live outside of the mega cities, the mega cities and their connection slash loss of connection to the people who live in the mega cities. Because in, in this world, there's no communication between the two. The, in fact, the only interface between these two worlds are the patrols that go out into the, the outland. Guards, yeah. the, the guards that go out into the outland and, and have started to police the outland with increasing um, frequency and distance and intensity, is, which is something we'll find out about more later on. They're actually out there looking for something, but I won't go into that. Um, so our main antagonist in, um, in uh, the second volume is based on Eddie Goose. Carburetors? Yeah, Eddie Goose from the Carburetors. So, okay, so for those of you who don't know Eddie Goose, if, if you've seen uh, any of the pictures or videos from when we were on tour with the Carburetors, you know who Eddie Goose is. Eddie is the lead singer of the Carburetors and uh, uh, one of the lead singers of the band Chrome Division from, uh, from Norway, from Oslo, Norway. And the man is a legend in his own right. Like the man, the man is kind of a rock star in Norway. Not only that, he's also um, he's a he's a military Norwegian military officer, and he's like met the king of Norway. And I saw a picture of when he was wearing his uh, officer dress uniform when he met the king of Norway, and he looks. Like a fucking Disney prince, he does, like, man. and he's ma just made of muscles. And he was a helicopter gunner, right? Yeah, he was a gunner. He was a gunner on a helicopter. So Eddie is just like a character to begin with, right? So I based an entire character around him, and he's the I like main. Eddie a lot. Say what? I like Eddie a whole Oh, lot. I love Eddie, and well, he, and he's going to be a great bad guy. <laughs> great bad guy, and, he, and I told him about. it. He's like, I love it. It's great. It's fucking wonderful. But uh, um. Uh, so basically, Eddie's character, this this um, this guy, he's a military officer for the the government. He's basically he's a guy. His backstory is he was vacationing in the United States when the borders were closed off, and basically it was a either you fight him or you join him type of situation okay. where you could either be cast out as an enemy of the state into the outlands or if you had uh, resources or skills that the government wanted, they would assimilate you into their ranks, right? Yeah, play ball. So because, because Eddie is an officer and, and has military training, he very quickly became a officer in, um, in this government's new military. You know, he became an enforcer, but he's getting a little older and they're starting to move him away from the lines and they're starting to take away his patrol cases and cracking heads. And like, he's kind of like a Judge Dredd character almost. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. But he's starting to... They're starting to go. We can't afford you as a as a liability going out there, and you're you're good at what you do, but we need some younger guys to come in and and thank kind you for of your service. yeah, thank you for your service. And so Eddie's struggling with that, right? And at the end of the first volume, because of how things have ended up, and because it's been this big gang war, we've made kind of a name for ourselves, and so we're starting to show up on the government media channels. And they're starting to go, these criminal masterminds and these blah, 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 like, it, like basically they're trying to paint us as th- this like new emerging gang and these these outlaws that are kind of making, uh, making a fuss out in the outlands, right? And Eddie basically starts seeing this stuff and, and he sees that we're public enemy number one. And... His whole thing is like, if I'm going to be forced into retirement, I'm going to retire on my own terms. Or if I'm, I, I'm not going to sp- spend the rest of my life growing old behind a desk, I'm going to go out in a blaze of glory, right? So he sees that we're public enemy number one, and then his mission to kind of have his last blaze of glory is to hunt us down and bring our heads so he can, so he can get his honor back, essentially, right? That's good. Yeah, yeah. So that's I can see why uh, why Eddie likes it. Yeah, oh, Eddie Eddie would love it. Well, there's um oh man, I can't wait to make this scene. So, I okay, I'm going to give you guys a little nugget cuz it's just something that I'm really excited about. There's going to be an origin scene um featuring uh my dad uh back in the past, basically in the in the 20s like around the time that we've escaped into the Outlands. And I'm going to make a scene which is based upon the um, Christopher Walken, um, Dennis Hopper scene from True Romance. Yeah. <laughs> like basically, my dad is going to be protecting my whereabouts. You've told me that. And yeah. Eddie yeah. and his troops based on the carburetors yeah. are going to come in. Oh my God, dude, this is yeah. so good. And they're going to interrogate my dad and beat him up. Right. Um, this is how my dad dies, which is, he's going to love it. He's going to love it because uh, he gets to talk shit. He gets to cuss and he gets to tell a joke. And, oh, and on the, on the live motion. Yeah, oh, your so dad's going to be on the live he gets motion. To t- he gets to tell his joke. The, the bicycle joke? The strangest arrest he ever made. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Man, I, I don't want to give it away because uh, it's like, oh, dude. So my dad tells his joke, and um, and Eddie basically and and remember in this world, like basically comedy is among the things that are outlawed, right? So he tells his joke, and Eddie's like, "Hey, Mike, that's really funny. There's just one problem." And my and my dad goes, "What's that?" And he goes, "It was comedy is against the law." And they blow him away. That's how my dad dies. Wow. <laughs> he gets killed for telling a joke. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, so it's going to be really good. But then there's, um, so. So the Outlanders are just, the, the, all the Outlanders are just smart asses. Say what? All the Outlanders are just smart asses and all the squares are in the, in the city. Pre- well, pretty much the, the city is for. Like the people who have like agreed to obey the rules and just like do what they're told and keep your head down and, and not tell jokes and and 
not tell jokes and, and not— kids who grow up don't know what jokes are. Well, they know what they are. It's like one of those things where, like, you know, it like they keep them a secret. It's like, close the blinds, kids. <laughs> And they like pull out, they pull out like a little napkin and it's got like a joke written on it or something like that. It just says Rodney Dangerfield at the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, or like, you know, they have cassette tapes and stuff like that. And like they might find a Walkman or something like that and start listening to it. You know, like there will be contraband. There will be things and, and there, there will definitely be some moments about that. But there's going to be a lot of stuff about. People from our past lives, so 20 years ago, so family members, um, uh, lovers, um, uh, friends from 20 years earlier in our lives. So basically people that we knew when we were very young and our relationship, our relationships with them and and like kind of breaking that tension and and bringing those worlds back together. So there's a lot of stuff about that in the in the second volume. Um, there's also a lot of stuff about revolution, like art as a revolution. One of the main um, one of the main protagonists, uh, aside from us, like one of our kind of um, oh, I guess what you would call our supernatural aid. Or, uh, you know, our allies that we team up with are a subversive group of um, counter-propaganda artists um, just called The Cabal. Nice. And they're they're based on the artists that we know from The Cabal Gallery, right? So, um, yeah, there's going to be some really cool stuff about that. And um, just basically about them kind of tapping us to assist them in the revolution. So that's that those are kind of like the main themes of yeah. the second one. Now obviously I'm still working on the first volume. So uh, so the, the the second volume is more of like abstract ideas at this point. But that's that's kind of that sounds good, man. I'm excited about it. Dude, I'll did clap. I did I tell you um did I tell you Jake uh, is submitting us for uh, funding from Meow Wolf? Oh, yeah? He's going to try and get Meow Wolf to give him some money to make the comic. Very cool. And I already told him, I was like, dude, if you get my, if you get my, Meow Wolf to agree to give us money for the comic, you can have it. And then that'll just be like, stop working on everything else and just make our comic for a year. There you go. You know what I mean? That would, that would be badass. That would be a dream come true. Um, man, are we done? We're almost done. We can do the commentary and the homies. I mean, we got like forty-five minutes before we got to. I thought we were going to skip commentary this week because we're oh, we're still right. doing the three-part series. That's right. So that we're gonna we're gonna finish the three-part series next week. Talk about volume three. Um, if you want to help us bring this comic to life, uh, man, please please join us on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/mfruckus. Join us on there, man. It's um, it's really great. It's really great to have the help. Uh, I get, man, I think we're going to finish our Dr. Peppers and, uh, and go Larimer. yeah, go to Larimer and, uh, get ready for some, get ready for some band practice. Gordo has this week off. He's down in Austin making, uh, making hangs with Randall Conrad Olinger, Lucky. who's going to be on the show this April. And we're going to talk, uh, rock and roll oh, dad right. stuff. It's going to be cool. Rock and roll dad stuff. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, well, thanks for listening to the motherfucking podcast. I'm Aaron Howell. I'm Tony Lee. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time.
Bye-bye. You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. Do you respect wood, Tony?